What's up, y'all? It's Induce Paradise City Records. You are listening to the Fox Grape Podcast. Roshan, unofficial. I and I, Johnny, will figure out the microphone down. This is Bounce Music. Got me sister shall request a on vinyl love box. Sister shall request a on vinyl love box. So when now you are object of a teenager. Welcome back. You are now listening to the Fox Grape Podcast, episode number 17. 17. Yeah, 17 deep. Yeah, 17 deep. Yeah, 17 deep. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, though. We actually started this podcast. I think the date of our first episode was April 1st or April oh. 2nd. And when I was doing my research, yeah. I found out that Paradise City Records, which is the shop we're sitting in right now, I think opened April 9th or April 7th? 7th. Yeah, right. man. Yeah. So so when I found that out, I was like, oh, we got to get Ryan on. We got to <laughs> yeah. get a deuce on because we kind of started this Birthday way together. Exactly. Yeah. Coming at it from different <laughs> angles. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a funny tidbit, man. Again, I'm your co-host, Sonny Hermano. This is Rick. And uh, and as you heard from the top, man, the, the person who opened the show, his name is Induce, a.k.a. Ryan, uh, who's, like I said, is the, the owner of Paradise City Records out here in Los Feliz. Co-owner. Co-owner. Shout out me. to my buddy, Stefan. Okay, shout out to Stefan. My bad, Stefan. No disrespect. <laughs> um, yeah, co-owner here in uh, Los Feliz, yeah, on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, come My check them out, man. My so proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to get into quite a few things, man, because you um, you kind of been around for a minute as a digger. Yeah. You're a DJ, and you mainly play vinyl, I imagine? Uh, a lot, yeah. 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 yeah, okay. Depends on the gig, but... Last time I spoke to you, we talked about how before you made a living off of selling records on Discogs, mm-hmm. you know, before you opened the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to geek out on the vinyl and the digging and, and what it is that finally propelled you to, to be here and have your own shop, man, because yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to see. Uh, but let's start with that, because you're from Miami originally, right? Yeah, yeah. Talk to us about this shop, being that it's, you know, six months old now, half a year, essentially. Yeah. So what's it been like? What's it been like owning a shop now for half a year? Uh, it's, it's like a mix. It's a big mix of emotions. It's an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> There's ups and downs and greats and highs and lows it's well, weird let's talk about those highs when you, i imagine when you first opened it was popping i hope the first like our opening day was insane okay and every one of my friends was like would told me after the fact like you should have seen the look on your face you look so happy <laughs> da, 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 da. and like yeah, I am. I mean, <laughs> I, I like making money. And we made a lot of money that day. I mean, it's it's not just the money. But sure, but it helps. Yeah. I mean, right. when yeah, when you're in a business. So we're like, yeah, what drives that? Because you go from a DJ, mm-hmm. you know, buying your own records, enjoying them, whatever. And then, you know, maybe you get into the digging and you become more of an aficionado. What's behind just like continuing to want to just keep pushing that? I mean, it's it's... It stems from hip hop, just right. like starting out as a hip hop DJ. And, you know, I first w- was buying hip hop records and then that turned into, well, I want all the samples. So then I'm buying yeah. jazz and rare groove or whatever, like R&B records, soul records. And then that turned into, well, I also like, at some point, disco, like, oh, this is cool too. And then that was like, oh, well, Italo disco is crazy too. Like, I love that. Right. So it's yeah. just like... I don't know. I'm. If you came in the store, you can see like everything in the store is stuff I'm into. Right. Like cool. I'm not. 
I, and I still have friends that are somewhat like this to this day. Like they're still so just mainly hip hop. Right. Dudes, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm, I've never been that way. So would you say the shop, Paradise City, it's Paradise City Records and Stuff, right? Records and Stuff. Uh, in case you haven't seen, there's actually more than records in this <laughs> store. stuff here. Uh, there's <laughs> stuff in here. There's, yeah. uh, there's dope t-shirts, hip hop t-shirts. There's um, yeah. some, some- That were mine. They're all mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. What size? Damn, they're not going to fit me. Then. No. <laughs> the smallest <laughs> one is the most- uh, What size is that? I was looking at that. I, I, think, like, that's, I think that's- I, I think it's an XL, but it fits like a small L. Oh, I might have to try yeah. that on before then, just to make sure. But um, yeah, you also sell- Toys, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I try. Right. <laughs> they're they're for sale. They Whether are you for sale. Or not, yeah. You know, it's a different story. No, it's just that like we're still so new that you know, obviously, ev- mostly people come in here for records. They don't even know there's toys. Right. So, but I guess what I was getting at is, um, like you like you kind of alluded to earlier, the record shop is almost like an extension of you and oh, for who sure. you are. So, yeah. so yeah. do you feel like it's you know, it's your curated selection. It's not just a record store. It's like Induce's record store. It's like Induce's life. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like the Jurassic Park toys I bought when I was 12. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I sure. kept in a box. Dang. <laughs> like all the hip hop t-shirts I got because me and my buddies did street team for loud records, for raucous records. Oh, shit. Yeah. What were the, um, what were the tips that, if any... That were given to you because I know we've talked off air and you have many friends in Miami. Mm. You know all the shop owners basically. Yeah. Uh, did they give you any tips or? Oh, for sure. I'm I'm like on the phone with my buddy Mike E at uh, Technique Records. Like okay. Every other day. Shout out to Technique Records. Shout out to Technique. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mikey gives me a ton of advice, um, and I mean as far as like specifics. I mean, no, I don't want you to like, I mean, specific, I don't want you to give away any strategies or anything like that <laughs> no, necessarily. But I mean, advice on like, hey, yo, a slow day is going to be like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what yeah. you got to kind of have yeah. to do. Or, or That's that. That's one of the, when I was talking about roller coasters, like yeah. that's definitely it. And not only have I never worked like or ran a shop really in 15 years. Okay. Like, I haven't had a job in 15 years. Right <laughs> like, I've been DJing and selling records on Discogs okay. for that since 2004, mate, somewhere around there. Yeah. So, like, it's it's very weird. And then opening a retail shop, and we have a day where we do, I mean, it's like we would have multiple, like, $0 days. Oh. And, like, when that happened, I was like, Oh God! What did I just get myself into? Yeah. Like, what am I doing? What so that's when doing? you hop on the phone with uh, yeah, with your buddy yeah, for sure. <laughs> I call up Mikey and I'm like, "Yo, this is great. Like, what is this?" Or I talk to other people. Like, I have another friend whose girl has a retail like clothing shop. Okay, yeah. And basically, everyone I talked to was like, "Look, the summers suck. It's crazy. Like, everyone, if you have a retail store, it's just a known thing that you do bad, right, in the summer." But did you know that going into it? Or? No. Oh, no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't until Mikey, I remember like one day Mikey was like, oh yeah, we only did like dollars today. I was about to like put a gun to my head. <laughs> and I was like, I guess zero is like okay for me. <laughs> well, for being a brand new shop. Especially. Brand new shop. Yeah, he's had a shop for 10 years, yeah, like okay. in one form or another. So he's already locked in. He knows how to do it. He's very good at making a shop successful. Okay. So are there any like, I don't know, business books or anything that you kind of go to just for like 
clarity. I mean, because no. like What's it's a shop, but it's like, you're dealing with like a, a limited resource here. Like it, it's a, it's crazy because like a lot of the stuff is you know yeah. in terms of inventory. Yeah, yeah inventory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, um, that's the wild. So it's more about relationships and trying to like it's inventory is the wildest shit that I came to learn too, like or one of like right. I had no idea how fast the store will go through records. To that point, uh, this shop is mostly used records only, correct? Yeah. Um, um, I think I did check out a bin where you have some yeah. new Yeah, new I have items. a small new section. I'd like to have a little more. We just, I want to get a lot more like dance music, like new stuff. So how many of these records were from your own? I mean, being a DJ first, you know, for like, as you mentioned, how many years were you DJ for? Um, you still do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'd say like 97 is when okay. I kind of... So you're going on 22 years, basically. Yeah, it's wild. So 22 years of DJing, I imagine quite the collection that you had amassed. Yeah. I mean, I still have a lot. I mean, how many of those are are we looking at right now? So, I mean, there's certain things that were mine. Yeah. You ever look at somebody like not appreciating a record that was yours like enough? Like... <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, some people carry a record and they tuck it under their arm or they'll just kind of like whatever and you're just looking at like your baby right there. It's like... No, no. <laughs> you know what's funny is like, I have a... I definitely have a problem getting rid of them. Oh, okay, right. But as far as like treat... Like once it's gone, it's yeah, gone. Yeah, it's gone, right. But once... Like I'm usually excited. Yeah. Like if somebody buys something that was mine or something okay. that I'm like really attached to. But the other thing is like, I've always been very much of like... Uh, if I spent $100 on this record, like, you know I'm going to play that shit out. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not the, like, I spent $100. I can't touch this record. <laughs> no, like, I bought a record to play it. Right. right. Yeah. Even if it's a kraut rock record, like, I'm going to find somewhere to play that right. shit. Right. So, like, no, I'm not, I'm not precious like that. Like, there's a lot of DJs that they wreck their records. You know what yeah. I mean? Like how right. many DJ, it's, I mean, you can't even put a DJ collection in a store because they're right. usually yeah. Well, that, yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. I was curious because it's yeah. like some DJs, they yeah, mishandle just, their records. into the yeah, side yeah, of yeah. the turntable. It's like, you better be I mean, I definitely, for- <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, I, maybe if I sold them the record, I'd be like, eh. Yeah. Like I definitely seen, man, there was this one dude in Miami. Um, his name was uh, Edgar. He, he goes by the name of Push Button Objects. He's like yeah. an IDM producer, like hip hop producer. Uh, I mean, dude's a genius. Shout out to Push Button. But like, I would, would see him DJ back in the days, and it was the wildest shit I ever seen. Like, <laughs> like you seen DJs just like bang through shit. And in Miami, like a lot of the DJ culture is like next bang track, through. Track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this dude would like. I remember watching him. He would. He'd have the record going. He'd play it for a minute. And this was, he wasn't playing like mainstream shit. He was playing yeah. like underground rap records or <laughs> IDM records or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he wouldn't put it back in the cover He when he was done with it because he was banging so fast. He would just make a stack on the shelf next to him <laughs> of just the record, like yeah. out the cover. <laughs> And by the end of the night, he had two stacks that were like oh, a gosh. foot tall. <laughs> just the record. It was so crazy. Like, he, and he would throw them half the time. Yeah, like, oh, man. It's, it was crazy. Oh, I'm not like, I, I'm, see, like, I might not be precious with playing it, but I was definitely like more cautious with the way I treated it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, a lot of my older records are in pretty good shape. Okay. Going back to the shop. Um, every time I walk in here, you're the dude. Run. It seems like your mm. partner is a silent partner, right? For the yeah, most basically, part. yeah. Okay. So you're the guy responsible for mostly replenishing yeah. and being here. Yeah. So how do you manage that? I mean, like… It's, that's what I was saying. It's, it's 
a roller coaster. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't had a job and now I have a job. <laughs> like, I, I mean, seriously, like I, you know, a few weeks in, I was just like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, this is, cr- I'm a job guy now. Yeah. And yeah. I have like major wanderlust. Like I like traveling okay. and like, I need to go places. Okay. Like I'll take like one or two big trips a year. And when we were close to opening, I basically told Stefan, like, okay, I'm I'm giving a year where like I'll be in the shop every day. But like at some point that has to change. <laughs> so meaning like you either gotta hire somebody. Yeah, like we I mean, obviously, like I want I want to pay back the initial investment as fast as I can. Right. Which is kind of the main thinking. Right. So like the easiest way to do that is just is just me. Yeah. And like I pay myself something that is lets me be okay. Right. You know? Right. Like not balling at all. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but like lets me be okay and lets let you eat at least. Yeah. And yeah. and lets the store try to pay back the initial investment as fast as possible. Okay. <laughs> I I remember you telling me the story of how right before you opened you went to Miami. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I had to go for a wedding. Okay. But I, I this I kind of silver lined it because I was gonna stay for two weeks. Okay. And he, my partner Stefan, was like, "Why do you have to stay for two weeks? The <laughs> wedding? How long is the wedding?" It's <laughs> an Indian. Wedding. And this was exactly how. how <laughs> this was exactly how long before the shop opened? Three weeks, maybe. Okay. Like we were very close. Yeah. But okay, the silver lining is. I can always find records in Miami. Yeah. And I found no records in Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Very minimal. Very minimal. Okay. But but the reason why I bring up that story is because I remember the follow-up to that was you started talking to me about how you had a connect specifically in Miami. Yeah. Uh, Didn't come through that specific trip. No. But in the past, as, as you were selling on Discogs? Yeah. Okay. So you had a connect... And you said she ran what, like a flea, like a. Like she had a, a thrift store. Okay. Her name's Gail. Um, I mean, if I'm not. Yeah, this is not like unless unless you're just starting out. Like most of the heavy guys in Miami, no, already know who she is. Right. And I found that out after I bought a collection from her and had guys come to my house. Yeah, and off. be like, no, no, <laughs> oh, no, 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 not at all. Oh, not, okay, cool. Not at all. You got job. <laughs> no, they came to my house and they were looking through and they were like. This looks like Gail stuff. <laughs> and I was like, you know about Gail, motherfucker? Like, you never said anything to me about yeah, Gail. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I'm so not like that. Yeah, like, right. I'm not a secretive digger. Right, right, right. Like, I, I want all my friends to know. And my closest homies, like, they're usually the ones that tell me about stuff. So, like, they're kind of the same way as me. Right. Knowing that I'm about to go in and pillage, so Damn. this is like so they're like, very good friends. Yeah, yeah, let's just yeah. say this is like this like underworld out there of people who have records and people just trying to like because that to me is the most fascinating part of seeing all these like record stores open up and they're fully stocked and you follow some of these folks Instagrams and you just see a U-Haul with the boxes filled to the you know to yeah. the brim. Yeah, honestly, I don't know how they do it in Miami. Gail. Mm. She ran this thrift store, but you said she knew her record. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, she knows, like, she knew more about stuff than, like, guys I know that DJ. So how did you stumble upon a, a, a resource like that? My buddy yeah. found it driving around in the middle of the hood. Yeah. 
And he's like, yo, this store has a ton of records. Okay, oh shit, let's go. First thing my buddy said, they were only in there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. My buddy's like, yo, she already offered us the collection. And I was like, <laughs> damn, like really? Yeah. He's like, yeah, she wants 1,500. It was like 10,000 records. Jeez. Yeah. And what? I was like, so I was like, well, all right, let me, let me like take a look. And my buddy goes like, for real? Like, <laughs> yeah, for- what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, 10, let's just take records. it. Yeah. And I was like, let me just see, man. It could be, you know, classical. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> let me just look. So I take one, one handful and it's, it's like, like Cal Jader. Oh, Early oh, Cal yeah, Jader. Yeah. This weird, like Byzantine record, which was like a prog record that like Chaz Yanko was in. It was like something dope, something dope, something dope, and like something not dope, you know? And I was like, oh shit, like this is a pretty good ratio. (laughs) That's just a quick pull. Yeah, and I literally went through it for like two minutes. Yeah, And I look at my buddy, I'm like, let's do it. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, some of the joints, I I remember some, like there was the first or second Dinah Washington, uh, the Diz and Getz album, like... Early, yeah. early, yeah. like, jazz, bebop. Yeah, yeah, like, first wave jazz bebop stuff. Yeah. It was that level. Quality. Multiple, multiple $100 records. She knew what she had, though, right? I mean... She generally knows. So, to your question, I went there a couple years later and kind of just dug, didn't buy the whole collection. Okay. And I found this, like, Queen, um, Queen Constance label. It's like underground disco shit okay like she's going through my pile just looking through counting and she goes oh you found this this is like a 200 dollars record but you found it it's yours <laughs> oh man and, and you know like if i if i wasn't buying the collection she basically would charge three bucks a pill. yeah so i got that record that she knew what it was yeah like a obscure disco record and still- she knew how much it was worth wow and she was like, it's yours. I mean, shout you out to Gail, man, for not trying to, you know, job anybody. Yeah. You know. And Big then, shout yeah. out to, I don't even, I mean, I think she's still alive, but. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time I went, she, like I said, she was in the wind. Nobody knew where she wow. was. So then Miami has like a big disco scene? Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it it took a while to get right. there. But I think nowadays it's. Uh, yeah, because you were spinning disco. I mean, just brief bios and reading about you. Yeah. 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 So I mean, what was that like? Like kind of like pushing it out first first couple of times. Disco I would say was not as hard as Italo. Right. Mm. Italo for some reason like, cuz like we were talking off, like, yeah, off, the, we off the air. Yeah, like uh high energy was like really big in Miami, but we were generally playing to like like a young crowd, you know, yeah. like people our age. Yeah. We wanted to do something that was kind of okay, so since electro class is popping now like you guys can maybe understand Italo and right. like get with that. And I remember we did, they were basically warehouse parties. It was in like an old fucking rundown building. Nice. Which is wild for Miami because that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Um, and we did this party called Batteries. And like, I remember a girl coming up to me, like not into it at all. <laughs> and was like, why are you playing this? <laughs> like, yeah. So the Italo thing was tough. Right. Um, because it did eventually pop off. It, it had its re- it had its renaissance, right? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's still, it's still happening. It's still happening yeah. now. But I mean, I, I, when I think of the Italo renaissance, though, I think of like the label Italians do it better 
and just kind of the wave that they kind of helped yeah. usher in. Yeah. Which, by the way, shout out to them because the packaging of their vinyl and their wax is fucking beautiful, man. Like that's, you know when when you when you dig through it, like it <laughs> sticks out, man. And it's just like, I'm taking this. And yeah, uh, sure. that kind of- I actually almost was going to pull a couple of those for this crate. Yeah, man, because that kind of is what turned me on as a fan mm. to like, I, I was always kind of vaguely familiar with the genre in its original sense. Yeah. But then when they started kind of issuing newer music- I was like, what is this genre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. that's when I started wanting to do the research. I still kind of don't know what to call the stuff they do. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's weird. It's kind of Balearic. It's kind of Synth-pop-ish. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. With like, yeah, it's 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 beautiful stuff. Well, well yeah. made. But yeah. um, that's that's what I think of when I think of uh, you know Italo. So is that what you would spin mostly as Induce the DJ? Is it, wait, it's time out. So Induce has taken like on an evolution. I've read. It seems like, right? Induce is, also, is a DJ, but Induce is also a um, singer yeah. and a hip-hop artist, or was? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I looked up a Wikipedia page, and at first I thought it was a joke. <laughs> that somebody, somebody added something that is Well, is, I'll tell you the part that joke. I thought was a joke, where it says, now he's singing birthday yeah, parties. Yeah, somebody added that, <laughs> okay. which is a joke. And I, I, like, I really want to know who did it. <laughs> Because I'm somewhat offended, but like it's, <laughs> but it's also- funny. But then I discovered you actually do sing. Yeah, the project you released back in 2012, I think it was. Um, yeah, halfway between you and me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me so- and you. Is that the latest incarnation of Induce? Is that who you still are? Um, there's there's newer stuff that hasn't come out. Okay. That's very different. But it's, I, you're I, still I, I like doing different things. Yeah, but it's not like, it doesn't sound like that. Okay. Prior to that, though, you had like some hip hop releases. Yeah. And you were not singing at all. You were dropping bars. Okay. So I started out as a hip hop DJ. And basically always wanted to like make beats and rhyme. Okay. So my first album EP is just kind of like instrumental, like hip hop beats. Okay. And then I did a couple singles with some rappers like Scam, actually, you know, from Stan. I even got you. The yeah. Eminem. Yeah, yeah, Biggest fan. I even got the underground shit that you did with Scam. So I did a single with him. But I wasn't actually like rapping a lot on records like early on. But then what you're talking about is this uh, project me and my buddy Sven did called Casual Sax. Okay. <laughs> the full name is Sven Barth and Induce are Casual Sax and the Sexual Revolution. <laughs> okay. And the album is called The Blow Sven Theory, kind of like the low end theory, <laughs> Blow Sven. And on the CD, it's, it's all a joke. Oh, 
It reminded me when I saw the video. It reminded me of like like the Andy Samberg type um, vibe that. And it, I don't, it not, is. Not to disrespect. I take offense not to, to that <laughs> sorry, sorry. because it's we <laughs> did it earlier and better. <laughs> but, yeah, but, not, but you know, but it's <laughs> I enjoy. I fully enjoy similar Samberg. genre. Yes. is what I'm saying. Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. I saw it. it Almost more in the vein, like I would have to tell hip hop people, like, look, just think of De La Soul is dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. where it's a silly album, there's a million skits, and half of it is jokes. Yeah. Like, it's just them having fun. It's somewhere in that vein. It right. was, it was us, like, yeah, we're, it's somewhat a comedy album, but like, the rhymes would be good enough yeah. and the beats would be good enough that if you're a hip hop head, you could enjoy it. Yeah. And laugh. And laugh yeah, yeah, and exactly. laugh, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's how that happened, and then. Um, but your reputation to that point had preceded you as a DJ, right? I, I would say mostly a DJ, because like even with the music stuff, like I don't know, like nothing ever was like huge, right? You know. So then, induce the DJ. Would you consider yourself more of a disco soul well, DJ? You started hip hop, yeah. right? Like it was like underground yeah. hip hop, yeah, or what, hip-hop. like you know, what classic, was hip-hop. classic. Okay, yeah. right. I mean, I was. St- this was. I started collecting records in like 96. Do you remember like, your first record? Of course. What was it? That I bought on my own. Yeah. yeah. I bought it from Specs in Coconut Grove. And it was Genius Liquid Swords oh, album oh. and Farside Running. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Like they had, damn, that must have been like 95. Yeah. They had just, I, I started before I even had turntables. I started buying records. And those two basically sat in my closet. So you grew up as a hip hop fan first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So being on the East Coast, were you keeping up with the West Coast hip-hop scene also out there, or did that come? Unless it was far side, I mean, earlier on. Right. Like, once we get into the late 90s and, like, indie hip-hop, that's a different thing. Because, yeah, I mean, I had Grouch and Eli records. I had Freestyle Fellowship records. Shout out to the Grouch, who we uh, had on our podcast. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's dope. Been on the show, man. Yeah, I mean, just... In my circle of friends, the Grouch was like, yeah, everybody was into it. <laughs> we were, I mean, this like, like I said, this is a little later, but like, yeah, Grouch, like, AC alone, like, Book of Human Language was like a huge record for us. Yeah, such a heavy record, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing, like, the Miami hip hop scene, like, we were all like weird, right? Like, everyone was into like intellectual shit, okay. like. Like super science conscious hip hop yeah, conscious yeah. hip hop right, yeah, yeah like we were all ultra conscious it, it had a huge impact for years cause then we, you know me and my other buddies started counterflow recordings and like counterflow's whole thing was very in that lane that's right even to this day I, I don't know it must be it's just something with Miami where there's there's an appreciation for like deeper um, I'll just into your dub lab mixes like that was my research. Yeah. I was just like, oh yeah, it was just like here's his bio. Let me just run through these mixes. Oftentimes, when listening to music that you're not familiar with or specific songs you're not familiar with, you know, a lot of times they tend to be abstract for the sake of being abstract. I feel a lot of DJs do that, but your shit bangs. Like, <laughs> like I'm like Spotify or like I'm what the hell is that? Shazamming oh, Shazam. tracks and <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, like yeah. oh shit. Um, <laughs> Like what what goes into your mixes, man? Like is that something that's intentional? Like do do you, or is that just like that's just your that's who you are, that's what you're bringing? It really depends. Dub Lab, I, I I like the idea of internet radio and that anything goes. So for for my Dub Lab sets, a lot of times like I, I like that I can 
play really weird, obscure records on Dub Lab. Yeah. And that like, maybe somebody will enjoy it, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, it was just like in general. Yeah, I found that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This one, this is bang, this bangs, this bangs. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. Like, but there's, I mean, even Dub Lab, like there's a lot of like, okay, like, it's raining. It's gray. Let me go to Dub Lab because it, like <laughs> for I a want vibe. that weird shit for yeah. a vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was like, man, this is. But I mean, yeah. What's the name of the show? It's like Dancing, Thinking, Loving. Listening. There it is. So that's it's just right. like that. Just sets off the set, and I mm. was like, okay, so you're kind of feeling that. And it was literally like I'll play it when I cook. My girlfriend's like, what's that? And I'm like, yeah, exactly. And that was my point. And it was just like because sometimes it's like, what's that? And it's like <laughs> I'm cooking. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm in my. I space. mean, it's, it makes me happy you say that because uh, honestly, like a lot of times I'll be playing and I'm like, I'm sure people think this is like too obscure. Right. Yeah. Like, e- like I usually think about the disco stuff. Yeah. It's because I have so much of it. I worry that like my disco friends are gonna be like, oh, he's just playing some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but so like, that show, dancing, thinking, loving, loving, listening. listening uh, how often does, does that air on Dub Lab? It just changed to bi-weekly. And I almost had a fit. <laughs> well, you didn't want it to be bi-weekly. No. No. And I kind of thought it was like somewhat like… Um, it's like a vendetta and shit? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was… Yeah. They're trying to sabotage And, <laughs> and I, I had a talk with my buddy Ale and, I, and he not explained it, but just we were talking and I was like, you know what? I don't care. Just, just do it. I don't care. <laughs> Mainly because like I'm here all the time, right. yeah. and like I don't have time for anything else. It's yeah. just like crazy. So, what kind of crowd? Because you, now you just reminded me of a question I wanted to ask you. What kind of crowd do you find walking into your shop? Is it is it the younger crowd? Is it the older crowd? Is it a, mi- a healthy mix of the two? Have you have you? Are you over there journaling, you know, for your own sake? No. Maybe um, I should be. I don't know. <laughs> How can I mark you? Uh, so bad at that. Yeah, like, do you see kids walk in and then walk right out? Because, you know, vinyl has this renaissance, as we've yeah. talked about, obviously, yeah. plenty of times, been well-documented. And so kids are coming to the format for the first time, almost. It's it's weird. In the shop, like, say, if I get younger people in, they look around with, like, like in awe. Yeah. But they don't buy anything. Okay. But they, like, love it, you know? They're like, yeah. oh, shit, it's got this and that. And they're, they'll, like, take a picture with something or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they leave. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> And I, you know, I try to like lure them in with like a t-shirt. Like sometimes I'll buy a t-shirt. Yeah, I was gonna say, how much of a salesman have you become in, oh, in this? Oh, I'm really good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, oh my god, I did the best sale like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, what, it was great. What, what, what'd you sell them on? It's funny because, like I said, I never done retail, and like generally, I'm not a good salesman. I'm just kind of like, yeah, you want it, you want it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't. Yeah. But I think with records and like the stuff. Maybe because it's mine or just I'm into it. Right. Like, if I'm into it, I'm really good at selling people. On <laughs> right. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, even tonight when my buddy came earlier, yeah. like, I had this crazy record on the wall. and But I sold him out of it. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oldest like, tr- trick in the book. <laughs> yeah. Oldest trick in the book. Yeah. Don't buy this. Yeah, don't buy my most expensive record. <laughs> and he didn't record. buy it. <laughs> no, but like that's yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like the record isn't crazy special for me. Right. Like I didn't think it was that dope. Right. It was a hundred bucks. So, but I was like, hey man, like you might be into this. And he almost was going to take it. He said he was going to take it. And then I put it on again on the main speakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. Cool. <laughs> and, he, and like, once it came to like finish, he was like, 
Yeah, I'm gonna hold off on oh, that. Yeah. So you sold them out of <laughs> I it. I sold them out of it. That's you know, a whole other art. Yeah. To me, that was yeah. my like. I used to feel bad because I I remember buying records as a kid. I and, feel bad. And you're like, can you? I want that one, that one, that one. You know, and like, all right, cool. Because sometimes you don't know, so you're just kind of judging either by right. a label, you're judging mm-hmm. by you know a cover. Yeah. You know, like, but then you know, they're also like you build that relationship with your clientele. So like, there's people that you know. I mean, it's like if you're buying like I I. You know, compared to like having like a personal shopper when you walk into like a, a retail store or like a soup place or whatever, yeah, oh, yeah. and they know you and you're like, "Hey, come like, this way. Yeah. This is what I have for you." Like, do you a, have that it's type a bespoke of yeah, experience? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Do you have those clients? Somewhat, yeah. I mean, it's funny because it happened like last week or the week before when I dropped all the Italo stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I picked out stuff for people. Like, they were like, "Hey, I don't really know about this. Like, what should I get?" And I just like took out a bunch of records. I mean, at this time, there was still even like a bunch of classics in there. Now it's a lot of obscure stuff. But there was like Super Nature 12. There was like Georgia Moroder. There was uh, Alexander Robotnik. Like all these classics. And so like- So if you're getting into the genre for the first time- these are the records you need. Moscow Disco, you need that. This is one of the greatest records. Right. not just a tallow, yeah. like ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it happened a few times and like the maybe the second or third person that I did it with was like, dude, this is this is awesome. Yeah. Like, you're basically digging for, for me. me. Yeah. People should know about this. Like, <laughs> That's wild. You come to this store and you just... You're curating your own curated record. Well, no, but it's true because a lot of times yeah. it's an ego thing where you just got to like, I don't want... I mean, that's my situation. It's like, you know, it's like, I'd rather much let me figure it out because I, I want to act like I know what the fuck I'm doing in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pride thing. Yeah, man. man. Oh, I mean, it happens every day. Like, yeah. somebody comes in and they tell me some artist, and I'm like, nope, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind. Like, yeah. I don't mind. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like telling people I don't know things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the 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 deal I did a couple of weeks ago, yeah. man, I was on cloud nine. <laughs> like, I told my partner. I told, like, I was telling everybody. Yeah. So this, like, this, like, I don't know if they're husband and wife, but they came in and the wife was like, hey, we're just looking for, like, stuff to, we're having, like, a party and it's 80s themed, so we just wanted to have, like, records lying around. I was like, all right, well, you have, like, 299 section. That's probably the best place to go in the rock music. Right. Cool. Amazing. Thank you so much. She pulls, like, 30 records or something. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's dope. Like, word. Yeah. And the guy she was with pulled a couple, like, metal records, not two ninety nine, And then he was, like, checking out the turntable I had. And that turntable, I knew it would sell eventually, yeah. but it had already been sitting for a month or two. And, you know, it's summertime, and we were doing slow. generally shitty. Yeah, it's a and slow season. I was like... I saw him checking it out and he was like looking at it from all sides. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna get him. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I was actually looking at this one. It's the one with the USB. Da, da. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in, and I'm like, it's, it's uh, barely used. It's got the needle. He's like, well, yeah. So we have an old like player, but it needs a new needle. But like, where do you find that? Yeah. So I'm like, 
man, I don't know. You got to like, <laughs> there's so many different ones. Right, right, right. Even if you find a nice, uh, like a new needle, it won't sound as good as this one. Right. Because those, he had like one of those console things yeah, from like yeah, the 60s. Yeah, pull the shelf out and yeah. the turntables in there. <laughs> and he was like, well, what's the difference between that and that? I was like, well, this is like not audiophile, but like it's a professional turntable. Right, right, right. The needle that you're going to get with it is like very nice. The sound quality is going to be great. And he's like, he's like, all right. And I'm like, look, it's it's at a great price. He's like, yeah, what's what's the normal price for this? Like $350? And I'm like, no, like four to five. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I have it at a great price. It's barely been used. Yeah. And he's like, all right, uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking at it. I don't know if I should get it. My <laughs> wife, she might kill me. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let me tell you this. If you get the turntable, I'll cut off half of those, the two ninety nine records. I'll I'll throw those in. Wow. I'll cut it in yeah, half yeah. and throw half in for free. And he goes, sold. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I love an incentive. <laughs> you give me an incentive and I'll take any yeah, deal. Okay. That's great. So, that's like old school, like salesmanship, oh, man. That is, like, I don't know if you see that. I mean, that happens anymore. Old school style. Old school haggling, like, you know, really talking and, and, and making a deal, right? Mm-hmm. Like making a fucking deal. That, that's just… I mean, that's, I mean, that's great, yeah, it is an art, man. It's an art, and I feel like you could do that here because you are, at the end of the day, the music expert here. Mm. It's your shop. You know your music as a DJ, as an artist. So I think people, I, I think they just don't know though, like how to ask. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, I mean, that's why a lot of times I try to ask people, like, do you need help? Like, what are you into? Right. Let's talk about that because last time we talked about the marketing aspect of this. Because again, it sounds like you're you're figuring this out on the fly, man. Like yeah. you're, you're you're you had no previous experience, as you admitted. No. To running a shop, I had experience working in a record okay. shop. Okay. Yeah, in Miami. But nowadays, in 2019, where yeah. where social media is where it's at, where people go on Instagram first before they decide yeah. they want to walk into the record shop. Very. I mean, well, yeah, what's that been like? Do you, do you, weird. Are you having to like every day, do you feel like, oh, I didn't post today or I got to post by this time or is there, you know? I definitely feel it. I don't do it. Okay. So I still do feel the pressure that like I need to post things, but I also fucking hate that pressure right. and I think it's not healthy. And um, I don't generally like the effects of, that social media have had on our society. Obviously, in a business, you have to do certain things. Right. And Instagram and social networking is the new marketing platform. But personal or business-wise, like, if you are running a social network, you care about likes. And it's not, you shouldn't. Because, especially from what I noticed, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put out stuff. I put out, like, all this Krautrock stuff. Metal. It was like a collection of like Krautrock, metal, uh, prog rock. Okay. And like some ambient stuff. Like hard to find stuff? Yeah. 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 And like I had three can records. Two of them were sealed, right? I post it, maybe 60 likes. Nobody comes the day it drops. Oh my God. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. Nobody came for it. Yeah. Italo stuff. I posted like three posts, like showing a ton of the stuff. Right. Like… This stuff you do not find. 20 likes. The Saturday it dropped, we had like four or five people that came for it. Yeah. Made a nice amount of money. Yeah. Like, how does that make sense? Yeah. The Instagram numbers, like, it doesn't add up. Exactly. Like, so how important is it really? 
Like, it's definitely important to post something and let people know. But, like, just finding, like, anything to post, if there's nothing to post, like, that's... Right. I don't, I'm not that into that. What about Yelp culture? As a business owner, <laughs> I know. you know what I mean? And especially a new one because many, and I'm, I'm guilty of this. I don't know about you, but I find myself, if I've never been to a place before or shop, a store, yeah. a restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. I use, I'm yeah. yelping and it's usually like For sure. four stars and up. Yeah. All right, cool, yeah, yeah. safe. Yeah, I was in Atlanta and I, I think I told you like this record shop outside of the, the, uh, the stadium, it was like the guy's races. And I was like, Maybe someone had a bad experience. And it was like four or five. I'm like, all right, I'm not going. Like, I'm yeah, just like, exactly. So that's so what I mean. Like, like, so yep. I was like that like affected. Yeah, that that made definitely was like, right. okay, fuck that guy. I kind of stopped relying on Yelp. I'll, I'll go to Yelp to look at the hours yeah. of the or shop. Or to find the sh- like yeah, or find to, or to shop. The, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I more so now go to Instagram to get a better vibe mm. for what they're actually carrying in that shop. You yeah. know, and so Instagram gives me like the quickest view to see what they carry. Yeah. Um, but Yelp can be important to some. You know, like I said, I use it for restaurants all the time. Yeah, for you sure. Know, my wife and I, four yeah. stars, we're in. Three and a half stars, ooh. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird. It's just weird. Yeah. It's weird how that half yeah. star difference matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, ooh, <laughs> like, uh, let's, keep, let's keep looking. Yeah, like, have you found that that's impacted you now being on the, on the owner side of it? Do you use it as a consumer, you know, yourself as a customer? And, and what's that like for you, that relationship? Because you um, say you wrestle with social media. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Yelp is really a social media type of thing. It's yellow pages. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's yellow pages yeah. with reviews though. Because well, yeah, yeah. yellow pages, yeah. what do you have? Like, tell yeah. you this yeah. place fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I knew it was important. It's important yeah. to have reviews. Number one, and have good reviews. Right. Like, obviously, like you said, four stars, cool. Three and a half. It's totally true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, I've definitely been to some restaurants. Three and a half, oh, it's LA. Really. <laughs> yeah. And what I didn't know is that Yelp, like, takes ad money from businesses to, like, push them oh, towards push them the top. top. Yeah, yeah. And not even that, like, to even show them at all. Oh, like, gosh. sometimes, like, it, they called me every day. Yelp did? Yeah, mm. for like a month. Hey, Ryan, we just want to check in. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I listen to so many of those messages. But it's like, knowing that kind of weirded me out about Yelp because it's like not exactly what it like claims to be. But you almost have to play that game though, right? Kind of. Yeah. Obviously, I want all the reviews I can get. Yeah. Do you encourage customers? No, never. Okay. I encouraged friends when we opened just so we would show up. Right. Like, hi. Yeah. We had one bad review. And oh. I got it taken down. But what did they say? So a review came in the day before on Google. Okay. And like, I was like, I don't care. Nobody cares about Google reviews. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're just losing sponsors left and right. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <On> Google. Fuck <laughs> Instagram. Fuck Yelp. <laughs> Honestly, like this, these vibes are why the guy left his bad review. Because I think he looked around the store and he, I had like a Ho Chi Minh like book. <laughs> And some some other like anti-capitalist book or something. And he like, whatever. So the Google review said, creepy store slash owner <laughs> sells a bunch of junk that they got from Goodwill. 
why so many Illuminati symbols in, in the logo, <laughs> which is amazing. I love that one. I love it. It's the all-seeing eye right there. That's I not love the it. sun. I love it. It's so good. So I was like, like, the funny thing was, I'm fairly certain who it was. And there were, the day before that, these two MAGA-looking kids came in. Because the, oh, the... In the Google review, the Avi is Peppy the Frog. Oh, oh man, yeah. And yeah. I was like, I was like, it's it is definitely that kid. Right. <laughs> so then the next day, the Yelp review went up and he it it didn't say the Illuminati thing, <laughs> but it said, looks like they bought a bunch of junk from Goodwill. On Google, he didn't have any other reviews. On Yelp, he had like 19 others. So I look at his reviews. Every one of them was one star complaining about a place, oh yeah. except for two, which one was a police station. And <laughs> a gun store. <laughs> no, and like the, the post office. Oh my God. <laughs> like, Best and I was like, post. okay, so here's, Yo. yeah, like <laughs> this stamps. is one clue. <laughs> Best stamps ever. <laughs> and so then I go through more reviews and he reviewed Wacko and said, Looks like a bunch of junk from Goodwill. Huh. Basically the same, same thing. thing. But then I find another review that said, anti-Trump sign in the window, dot, 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 why? Uh, and I was hey, like, okay, it's not internet memory. <laughs> yeah. The Peppy the Frog is real. Yep. <laughs> but so I, I reported the review to Yelp. And one of Yelp's guidelines for getting a review taken down is that it's not original content. Right. So I was like, he copied his review from another store. This is obviously not original content. Right. And I don't know if that was it. It worked. <laughs> nice. Literally the next day, it was nice. gone. Right on. So fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Although I love this Illuminati thing. So, <laughs> so then, we're a little culty here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay, so do you feel like collaboration is where it's at for you in terms of the shop? Or you have events here. Mm -hmm. You have synthesizer. Yeah, modular like performances, synth. right? Yeah, performance. Um, and that's what, every Friday or? First Friday of the month. Every first Friday of the month. I mean, I thought that was creative. That's why I brought it up because I was like, do you feel like that's kind of the angle that you want to? I want to be. I definitely want to like do edgy stuff and do weird stuff. I just, a lot of these things have, I mean, I guess kind of fallen into my lap or just things came together and it, it came together easily right. and like made sense. I, I want to do, and maybe I should just say this here in case anybody is yeah, listening put it and out there. wants to do it. I want to do like a beat thing, like showcase right. yeah. slash battle. Not really battle, but like if people want to battle. Right, right, right. Uh, I'd love to do a beat showcase. Okay. But I'm not in that scene in LA at all. Right. So it's, I haven't had anyone come in and be like, oh yeah, I can help you put that together. Let's transition then, because because I had you pick out some some records yeah. from the shop that may or may not be from your personal collection, um, but they're records Were. that yeah yeah, yeah. okay the records that you personally felt like you wanted to speak on or touch on yeah because they they meant something or mean something to who you are either as a DJ a shop owner yeah artist so let's dive in man what do what it's gonna do we take them out let's bring them out one by one. So this is a Tribe album. Tribe Called Quest, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Kind of inspired off the air, uh, a little heated debate. <laughs> Wait, the Tribe Called Quest album. Yeah, yeah. because uh, yeah. we were debating Tribe's work. I mean, that, that was for me the record that I just started listening to hip hop more. 
that year. Right. It's the first Tribe record you had it's ever definitely heard. Definitely a first. Well, I had, I was familiar with their singles, you know, yeah. but that was the first like cassette that I had that front to back like. I just hit play yeah. and that was it. I, yeah. You know, there was no skipping. There was no whatever. Attraction, what the main feature? And I'm a creature, like a ramen ass creature, lurking all up in the dark unknown parts. The brother well prepared is the brother who will start. Yeah, definitely a record that that I have you mentioned. Like, yeah, I've I've, I've uh, had arguments with people about that. Yeah, because I controversially said that this is probably. You corrected me because I forgot about the love movement. That's how bad the not how bad, but how, <laughs> how forgettable the love movement. I gotta movement say, was. love movement holds up better now than it. Did I agree. Then. I agree. But uh, this is my third favorite. Yeah, uh, tribe album. That's, that's totally right? normal. <laughs> right? That's a normal. <laughs> but thing what to does say? this record mean to you? I mean, why did you single say, this one out? Was this? Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's the third, but it's only because the like low end theory and midnight marauders are. so... So right. fucking good and special to me. Right, right. Like I have crazy memories being a young teen driving around and my friends who my buddy was three years older than this, but us, but he was in the same grade. Right. I was like he went to school in Brazil and then he was held back. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so like in he had a land cruiser. We were so hip hop. <laughs> he had a fucking land cruiser. We were driving to school in <laughs> Middle school. Oh, the only other cars yeah. were teachers. The only Brazilian with a mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, Miami's got a lot of young mustaches. <laughs> um, but when this came out, it was so... I was a huge defender of it. But once this came out, like, I had friends that were like, nah, this shit sucks. Like, no one... Yeah. I don't know if, like, people really remember, like... A lot of people weren't into it, especially hip hop guys. Yeah. That were like, this is coming off of Midnight Marauders. Hell no. Right. Like people weren't ready for JD. Right. They thought this was them trying to be at the far side. That was my, like, that's what I heard. It's like they abandoned yeah, the jazz maybe. sound yeah. and they're trying to be the far side. It's like, yeah. Mm. And why are they being so conscious? It used to be fun. It was like, yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at that time, for me, I'm listening to Stakes is High. I'm listening to this. So I'm just like, yes, feed me this shit. Me too. Yeah. And, the, the special thing about this one is that I bought this. There was a store in West Palm Beach called Larry's Records. And Larry loved going on Gem and eBay and pricing his records once you got up to the, the counter. I mean, he'd have prices on some things, but yeah, he'd still want to like, like look gas, things man. up. <laughs> What's the market like today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. So you usually didn't want to be there when Larry was there. Larry had a couple uh, like cool employees. One was Lance. He was like a rocker metal yeah. guy with long hair and a bandana. Yeah. My but maneuvers actually found he went in the bottom row, opened up. It had a door. Yeah. Opened up the door and found like twenty five copies of this. This record. Sealed. This. Yeah. This is one of them. Yeah. Sealed. And it was like 10 copies of like Master Ace Incorporated. Oh, man. And maybe another like uh, INC Rider, whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sitting yeah. on Chrome Sit. album. And then like another 10 copies of like Quest the Mad Lad, which is. This. Oh, man. He's <laughs> <It's> so offensive. <laughs> yeah. was, that was like my first comedy rap. Like, I mean, because yeah. it was just like, I remember a friend gave me I that used to tape. I love Quest. Uh, love doesn't shit. hold up. <laughs> the beats are really good but he's not great um but so 
Well, we tried going up, and the first time we tried, it was, no, I can't sell those. Second time we tried, this was a little later, I don't know, maybe a month later or something. And it was Lance, and he was like, you know what? Fuck it. Take it. Fuck Larry. <laughs> He's like, I'll piss on his fucking grave. Damn. He hated Larry. Damn. And he sold them to us for like nothing. Like, And this and is like, when you were selling on Discogs with the this idea. This is eBay. This is before Discogs. Dang. So this is the last copy that I have from that time. From that find. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Because I've sold, a f- I sold most of them on eBay. And then the Quest, I just... I threw this in because it ties. Yeah. The Quest of Mad Lad, I had put on eBay years, like at the time, right? And I mean, it was already a few years after this had come out. I get a message on eBay and he's like, yo, this is my record. (laughs) He's like, I'm Quest. He's like, I don't have one. Oh, no. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, oh, word. Like, cool. It's... 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I, did, I didn't offer yeah, like yeah. anything. You're like, I'll give the buy it now link to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I generally feel bad about it. Uh, Quest. Quest, if you see this. <laughs> it's still here. <laughs> you know. You still don't have a copy, man. Come visit Paradise City Records. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Uh, what else okay. you got? AZ, do or die. Mm. Um... I think he's highly underrated. And I would have to say that I think it's the third verse of Ho Happy Jackie is probably one of the greatest hip hop verses ever written. So on the sugar dick, dirty devil dog, slick daddies. Don't get out, fox the slick, just switched into a trick daddy. Tricking your heart, hustling ends for some skins, cause next you be tricking on all the family members and friends. She got a way to make you feel like you gotta stay in. It's not a waste to play, cause this bills that she gotta pay. So mad be the single. Watch out for Jackie when you jingle, she might sting you. And ain't no telling what that sting will bring you. You could fall off point and get careless. Lose all awareness, go hairless. Why she wouldn't care? If you go bankrupt, her lifestyle's corrupt So knowledge before you wisdom or understanding this fuck Cause if you ask me, she's nothing but a nasty money Hungry and classy, ho happy Jackie But ho happy Jackie, if you don't know it It's the same sample that Madlib used on the Quasimodo uh, Money Hungry Bitches Oh, okay So yes, this, I mean, that verse is insane uh, Italo Disco, ah. Giorgio Moroder E equals MC squared Sampled by Jay Dilla. Would this be considered a classic in the genre? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Energy equals MC squared is definitely okay. a classic. Uh, last but not least, uh, Noi. This is Noi 75. It's a Krautrock record. Nice. It's the first one I heard, so I tend to go towards this one. Okay. It's um, Motoric style Krautrock, which is like the driving... 140 BPM beats. Okay, damn. <laughs> but yeah. it's just beautiful. Like, it doesn't sound fast when right, you listen. Right. It, it's good for driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't <laughs> feel fast. It feels beautiful because it's all these, like, amazing piano parts oh, okay. that are, like, kind of airy and, like, beautiful. Yeah. But the beats are just, like, nonstop. Yeah. Nice. Um, cool, man. So this is this kind of opened me up to, uh, like, a whole new world. Well, I appreciate you. You know, again, curating yeah. this because uh, yeah. this this gives an insight, man. And I'm sure there's the cool thing about this is this gives people the opportunity to be like, never heard that, never heard that, and go Shazam, go Spotify, yeah. do whatever yeah. you got to do, man. All right, so on the last tip, 
uh, it's challenge time. Yeah, we do it all the time, man. So oh maybe you've played these records before, but I'm not ready for this. What is a song you're opening up a set with? What is a um, well? Let me rephrase that. It could be any performance, any party, any whatever. Your dream set. Good dream set. I, I see. I don't want to do dream set. Okay. Okay. Casual well, well, set. Because dreams. Because like, like I mean, you know, like we've been talking about. I'm into a lot of different things. Okay. Cool. So a dream hit, set. Okay. A How dream about that? Set. Not yes. your dream set. Yes. A dream set. Yes. Or right. just the party you're hosting. There we go. Let's go. So then what's your opening track? Uh-huh. And then what's your middle track that kind of changes up the vibe a little bit, but it's kind yeah. of like a, you know, little sleeper or a okay. little throwing in a curveball. You could have and a couple you, of those. And what are you yeah. closing with? Okay. Yeah. So Italo set. Okay. Nice. Slash Italy. Like, cause there's some like Italian disco stuff that I, I don't really put in Italo. Okay. Where are we in this set? Like, what's the what's the location? I'm trying to visualize it. What's the location? My, yeah, like, where do you imagine spinning this set? <gasps> what's the crowd? What am I? What, who are we with, man? I, I need a I need a fill it. See, that changes things. Right? <laughs> okay. Because if we're in Italy, it would be if we're in Italy, and I was doing like a main like peak hour set yeah or like starting and the place was already packed yeah it could be one song but if if i was just at the ace building a set and like by the end of the night it's going to be packed and popping and people dancing it's a different song so let's go with the ace just because shout out to spinnerita okay. out there who, who has a residency at, at ace hotel okay so let's okay let's just say if i'm in italy yeah yeah let's do that let I'll just do if the yeah. first, okay, and then cool. we'll get back to Ace. Perfect. If I'm in Italy, the first track is Alan Sorrenti, Figli delle Stelle. And it's a fucking, nobody really knows it here. It's not very much played. Okay. But in Italy, it's a national treasure. Really? Like, it's the song everyone knows. So that's in Italy. Okay. Not so much here. Okay. People love the song. It's crazy. I mean, every time I play it, people are like, what is this? Right. Here, it would probably be um, Tulio de Piscopo, uh, Stop Bajon or Bajon or whatever. How does, it is. how does that go? Come on. How does it go? <laughs> how does it go? Give me, give me like a, a beat. Does it bang? Primavera. Primavera. That's just the hook. <laughs> So that that is like 104 BPMs. Okay. So it's like nice. the perfect. I like to start out sets around 99 or to like 100. Okay. So that's first. Yeah. All right. Middle. A couple gems. A couple. Yeah. Damn. I've been playing a lot this this one track, and it's another one that. Nobody, not a lot of people know, but like when it comes on, people are like, what is this? Uh, it's called uh, Tobago by Pat and Pats. So it's one Pat and then a couple more. <laughs> Oh, 
Yeah, a lot of times I play it and people are like, what is this? Like, this is amazing. Okay, so that's a gem. Yeah. So, so I don't know if it's middle. Well, this is a little earlier. And then, so, okay. I'm just, see, I'm just thinking of stuff I'm playing lately. Yeah, that's cool. Right. Um, so I'd say at some point after this, it'll probably be uh, Digital Emotion is the group and Humanity is the song. And it's it's like banging a tallow okay. with like a vocoder that just comes in. It's like, humanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Nice. And then my last track. Your set closer. Set closer. And it's, it could be a couple things, but usually, and it's so cliche, but it works so well, is... Donna Summer, I feel love. Mm. Yeah. Especially if it's like an earlier night. Like, because usually you want to drop that peak hour. Right. But like at the ace, it tends to build and build and build. So I don't want to drop Donna Summer like too yeah. early. And I think it's so perfect by the end of the night because then everyone's like, one more, one more. And I'm like, we're done. (laughs) It's usually that or um, a number of names, Sharivari. Like, but... So how does that one go? It's like... (laughs) Some bread and cheese and fine white wine. Sharivari. Very. Yeah. Sherry, Sherry, very, very. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. It's amazing. Cool. It's amazing. Some bread and cheese and fine white wine. Designer shit about a matter of time. Could this be the real thing? Or is this just another fling? That's wild, man. Cool. Well, I appreciate you playing the game. I feel loved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, I mean, do you spin? I mean, nowadays you're you're you're. Main hustle is here, yeah. trying to get the shop going. Yeah. But you said you don't really find time to do much of anything else. But I imagine you'd be licking your chops at the opportunities every now and then to, to, to spin and DJ at a. Yeah, at I, a I still DJ here and there. But you yeah, said you yeah. got the one the 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 night at um. Yeah, we do one four three one four three at Echo Plex. Is that how often are you resident resident there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's how, once a month. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then I'm at Ace like once in a while. Okay. Um, I play at eighty two. Okay. Uh, in the okay. arts district. Yeah. I'm usually there once a month, maybe twice. And to keep up with all that stuff, they can find you at your personal Instagram, mm-hmm. or, which is at Induce, Induce One. Induce number one? Induce, yeah, number, okay. number one. Cool. Um, all right, cool, man. Well, uh, I think that's, yeah, yeah. that's all oh, I got. Yeah. Um, you know, Thank thanks you for being yeah, so yeah. generous with your time, man, and hosting us in the I shop. I love this shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. We, we, so again, uh, just for more information, man, I, we highly recommend you come out to the shop. It's a dope yeah. shop, well curated. Thank um, you. Paradise City Records and stuff. Uh, and stuff. Now, the Instagram for that is at Paradise City Records. Paradise City Records LA. 
LA. Basically, once you get Paradise City Records in there, it'll, it'll pop up. It'll, you'll okay. see. <laughs> uh, go to Yelp, leave them a four or five star review, four. not not three and a half. I say four or five because that's good enough, right? <laughs> um, give me the five. Fuck it. Yeah, give, give me the five. The five. No, come check it out. Could, uh, stay posted for any of his events. Again, catch his Dub Lab show also, which is now bi-weekly. And First and third Thursdays. Okay, cool. And it's, and it's called again one more time. Dancing, thinking, loving, listening. You can catch us at the Fox Crate. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Season one is winding down, man. We have a few more episodes left for y'all. Stay tuned. We hope to keep making moves and keep getting great guests on, like Induce, a.k.a. Ryan. So uh, for Ryan, we are the Fox Crate Podcast. Again, I am your co-host, Sonny Hermano. This is Rick. Peace. Woo!